As Seb said, today is the start of a new series, which is exciting. Um, And we're going to be looking at the famous sayings that Jesus said, and they're kind of the I am's. So there's seven of them, okay, and there's seven things that Jesus said, and he said, I am, okay. Now, there are seven, and just to wake us up a little bit, you're going to turn to the person next to you and see how many you can just reel off. I'm sure they're all coming to your mind right this moment. Um, Okay, so I'm going to give you one just to help you. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Go on, in groups, go. How many can you think of? Okay, last few seconds. Great, how did you do? Got all seven, right? Okay, let, let's see what we've got. So we've got bread of life. Go on, call them out. What else have we got? Wait the trees of life. Yes, two done. Sorry, the vine. Yeah, the vine. The resurrection and the life. Yeah, that's four. Come on, team. Okay, I'll do some. I'll do. It'll be like charades. Okay. But. Yes, good shepherd. Oh, um, hang on. Um, hang on. The door, the gate for the sheep. Sweet. I think that. Oh, hang on, wait. Yay! We got them. We got them. Um, great. So, why are we doing this? Why are we looking at um, this for our series? Well, it doesn't matter how long, and this has challenged me, it doesn't matter how long you might have been a Christian or you've been around in church. We can never stop receiving from the person of Jesus. Um, I heard at Academy, I think someone said, we can never graduate from the gospel. Why is this? Well, the gospel is beautifully simple, and that's a great thing. In some ways, it can be totally simple just to receive, okay, Jesus has taken my sin, and I'm free. But I think God has a greater desire as well for it to go deeper, for it to dwell richly in us, and for it to transform us. And I struggle with the second half of that. Um, And so I think, actually, when we take a moment to just fix our eyes on, okay, we're thinking about Jesus, there's so much goodness that can happen. And let's just be excited about this summer, that God can really do stuff in us. So Holy Spirit, yeah, would you help us in, in this summer? So I've been given the subject, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way. And along with that, ver- along with that we've got um, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And at first, I foolishly thought, oh, it's such a simple verse. Um, oh, what am I going to speak about? Or, um, but obviously, I then realized, wow, I'm very challenged by this verse. And there's actually a lot of radical things that have yeah, challenged me. So we're just going to look at our verse. It's in John's Gospel. And um, so John, as a gospel, he's written down um, the life of what he knew of Jesus. He lived in Jesus' time. And um, he's, oh, chapter 13 to 17 is great. Go home and read it, because Jesus is just downloading all these things to his disciples and saying some brilliant things in there. So um, let's just look at chapter 14, verse 1. should be up on the screen. Um, Okay, and he's talking to his disciples just before he's going to be crucified. He says this. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. 
In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may also be. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So just, this talk is going to be kind of, Jesus is the way. Okay, Jesus is the way. So we're going to, we've got four sentences we're going to just think about um, and reflect on about Jesus being the way. And the first one is, very simple, here we go. Jesus is the way to the Father. So to find the way to something is to know how to get somewhere or to get something And in this situation, the disciples wanted to find the way to heaven. They were thinking, okay, Jesus, we realize you're a big deal. You're now talking about leaving us, but going to be with the Father. And in in this time, in the Jewish culture, they knew the scriptures, they knew the Old Testament, and they, they wanted to be right with God. So there was no doubt in their mind, they wanted to know the way, okay? They were desperate for the way. They were searching, um, all the Jewish leaders, they were searching for the way. Today, we're living in a different culture, Actually, why would someone want to know the way to God or way to heaven if they don't believe it's even existent or they don't even think they need it? Finding the way to somewhere is totally useless if you don't want to be there, if you don't want to go in the first place. So if I want to tell somebody, hey, guys, maybe you're on a bus, do you know Jesus is the way to God the Father? We're like, sweet, great, (laughs) good for you. But actually, we need to try and tell people Hey, you need, you need God the Father. So, I don't know, like I was at a camp a while back and mainly um, just loads and loads of non-Christians. I was thinking, okay, well, how do we get this, this need in them? And we have to start, don't we, with the fact that we need a saviour. We need a way to save us. And so we've got to talk big questions about what do you think is going to happen when you die? I mean, it's a bit awkward, but we have to start somewhere and... And just thinking about, actually, in each of us, we have, we do stuff all around us. People do stuff and people get hurt. And we kind of know it's wrong. We know that the world's messy. We, we wish it could be better. But we, we've got brokenness, each of us, inside of us. And the Bible calls that brokenness sin. And so God being holy cannot be in relationship with sin. So we've got this problem. We've got this problem. We need, we need a way to help us out. But in our generation, in our culture, this isn't something that we're necessarily aware of. And Jesus is the way to the Father. And I think, let's just be encouraged that if we're trying to, I don't know, talk to people about Jesus being the way, let's just remind ourselves actually at first, where, where are we at? We're at a place where actually we need to delve into those awkward questions about oh, what's going to happen when you die. It's, it's awkward, but actually, unless we, we don't think we need a way, we're not going to go down that route. We need to know where, what position we're in. I've got um, yeah, the second sentence, and that is, Jesus is the way to know the Father. If we go back to John 14, so verse 6, just the classic bit, and we'll go on a bit more. So Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and that is enough for us. 
Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Um, When looking at this sort of theme in this passage, this is probably the thing that stirred me the most. Um, I remember once doing, uh, so I did a on my gap yard, <laughs> I went to XLP and they asked you to do a theology project. I thought, oh gosh, I'm a bit of last minute. And I think it was the week before, it was meant to be months of preparation. I was like, oh no, I haven't got anything. <laughs> and um, I thought, okay, I'll just look at Jesus. And so I just went through the Gospel of Luke and I wrote down every time I saw Jesus do something. It's not what he said, but just what he did. Um, and I was like, wow, actually, it was a really powerful experience for me. I was thinking, gosh, I've, I've really got to know Jesus, because I'm just thinking about his attitude, what he's doing, and it was really powerful. And the reason why it's really powerful is because when I go through that and I got to know Jesus, I was totally just knowing God in a deeper way, because Jesus is God. And I love Philip's response here, because I can identify with it. It's like Philip saying, oh, that's kind of you, Jesus, but we want the real deal. Like, that's kind, but if you show us the Father, um, don't put yourself out, Jesus. Just give us, like, the meat. Give us God. We want the way to God. And Jesus is like, ah, no, no, I am the way to God. I am God. And I think in in my prayer life, in my walk with Jesus, I can get it wrong in what I think is godly wisdom in trying to seek God. The amount of times I have spent in prayer sort of being like, oh, I just want to do the right thing, God, or I want to be more holy, or or I'm kind of praying in a way that is fretting and as if I don't know what God is like. And sometimes now I'm just thinking, wow, like, actually, God's like, hey, here's Jesus, Here's me, like, look at who I am, look at my character, look at my very nature. The words that I speak in Jesus is, is God. And I just, for me, it's just really refreshed me. I'm thinking, wow, the gospel is such a gift to us. We, if we're thinking, oh, I wonder what, I don't know, I wonder what, how I can deepen my relationship with God. How can I really know God better or know what he would say about this, that, or the other? God has given us Jesus. God has given us himself. And I, do you know what? The amount of times where I might be praying, you're like, oh God, help me this, help me that, teach me. God's probably like, hello, <laughs> like, look at Jesus. And I want to stop praying like that. I want to start going, well, let me just start by thinking about Jesus and then see where I end up. Because ah, I've been really, really challenged about that this week. The gospel is a gift to us. God can feel mysterious. And we might wonder what he's saying to us, but let's remind ourselves that Jesus is God and we can know the Father. We can know him. Number three, sentence number three. Jesus is the only way to the Father. Now, I I guess I wanted to acknowledge that this verse maybe didn't used to be, but it's becoming more and more radical This verse can be controversial because our culture is becoming more and more liberal and accepting of other religions and backgrounds. So why is it radical? Well, because this verse is black and white. 
And it makes us uncomfortable because God deliberately, he didn't just, you know, it wasn't by accident. God deliberately wanted to make it clear. He wanted to make it clear that there is one way and there isn't another. Uh, Like there are many other verses in the Bible as well that kind of just leave you with, oh, okay. (laughs) There's one way and that's it. There is one way. And Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me. And I want to be at peace with everyone. We, we do as a, as a society. And, and surely, which is why I've thought, if God is love, then surely everyone that means well will just come and be reconciled with God because God is loving. And this fun, verse confronts it for me because, uh, so Matthew seven fourteen says, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find a few. And that's hard to hear. I struggle to comprehend that so many people are dying and they're not going to find the way. That makes me really uncomfortable. But then maybe that hasn't sunk in either. Because actually, that's maybe the reason why I stay so silent. If I was to truly believe that Jesus is the way to the Father, that Jesus is the way to know the Father that he is the only way to the Father, then why is my life not story after story of me embarrassing myself about stories about talking about Jesus in an ungodly world? It's, my life is not full of that. Um, this week I was on a first aid course. It's actually quite fun. Didn't think I'd enjoy it. Ready to save the world. Um, and it was three days long and the first day we arrive and it's so awkward. Like walk in. Felt so British. So about ten of us around the table. No one was talking to each other. It was just just on their phone. And then we got to the bit where you had to say what your job was. And now I work at church. So then everyone's faces were like kind of a bit confused or a bit like this is awkward. And I remember thinking, okay, so they know, I said a bit about the church, they know I'm a Christian. I've got to now think, right, I've got to try and represent Jesus in some way, shape or form. Obviously, during this week, I'm thinking I'm preaching on talking to people about Jesus or whatever. It's on my mind a little bit. Day two, I think at one moment I go, oh yeah, definitely got to, like, I've, I've got to tell someone, I've got to tell someone about Jesus, clearly. Day three, I packed my little J. John Green book about connection, connecting with Jesus, thinking, yeah, no, it's fine. D- today's the day. And um, got through the day, and I was thinking, oh, I'm so tired, and didn't really think about it much. Got to right at the very end, and there was one lady who I thought, I did feel pulled towards, I think, actually, I should speak to you, and I didn't. I got to the end of it, and I think, yeah, all I managed was, oh, I can't have you on Facebook. Um, so, yeah, and this is, this is where I think that here's the problem. Like, I'm somebody that would say to you very easily, I know that he's the way. I do know it. Like, I know that he's the way. I know that he's the truth. I know that he's the only way. But what is, what's going wrong here? Because I just decided in that moment, ah, Facebook. <laughs> ah, Facebook is not going to bring her to Jesus. Well, it might do, hopefully. But I don't think it is. It's a really challenging quote. Get ready. It's by an atheist called, I don't know if I say his name right, Penjuliet. And he's um, part of a magician duo who's an atheist. And um, he's going to quote, but he's going to use the word. I'm going to say this right. James, help me out if I say it wrong, please. Proselytize. Is that right? 
Okay, we'll say it's that. Now, just so you know, because I had to look it up, proselytize means to convert or to recruit someone, say, to Christianity in this context. So I'm just going to read it. Sorry, it's not up on the screen. It says, I've always said that I don't respect people who don't proselytize. It's already going wrong. Thank you. Thank you. Proselytize. I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there's a heaven and a hell, and people could be going to hell and not getting eternal life, and you think it's not really worth telling them about this because it would make it socially awkward, how much do you have to hate somebody to not do that? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible just not to tell them? I mean, if I believed beyond the shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe that truck was bearing down on you, there's a certain point where I would come in and I would tackle you. And this is more important than that. It's heavy, isn't it? I'm challenged, really, really challenged. And it's, I guess, it it is an honor to be able to tell people about setting them free with Jesus. Let's remember that. Let's, yes, I feel burdened by that quote, and I feel really deeply challenged. But there's an invitation of joy as well. Actually, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and we have the privilege of passing on a gift. I didn't have to do anything, work hard for that gift, but I get the privilege of being like, sweet, I get to save you or try and save you. Here's this gift that's already made for you. Here we go. Like, just during the worship, I felt challenged. I was like, oh my goodness, God, you're so loving towards us. I feel like all I'm about to say is just like, rah, rah, rah. And I'm just like, no, God is so loving. God is so gracious to us. And I'm so grateful that, I mean, part of me just wanted to be like, I can't preach this because I'm so not doing well at this. But the reason that I can is because I know that God is forgiving and he is so loving Yeah, 2 Corinthians 5.18. All of this that's been given to us is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. And he gave us the opportunity, the ministry of reconciliation. Like we do have, there is a joy ahead of us in being able to give on this deposit. Last thing. Jesus is the way to peace. Um. This, this section in John's Gospel, we find where Jesus has just washed the disciples' feet. They're sat around eating together. And he starts to keep saying to his disciples, I'm going to only be with you for a little bit longer. And then I'm going to go. And you can't follow me, but you will later. Disciples weren't feeling great about this. They weren't organizing a little like get-together leaving gift or you know, wishing him well. They were anxious. They were thinking, you can't leave us, Jesus. And the first thing Jesus says, which I love, is... Let not your hearts be troubled. Is that the first thing? 14 verse 1? Yeah. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. God cares so much about our state as well, which I'm so grateful for. He goes straight in with comforting his disciples. And later on in the same conversation, chapter 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This again challenges me. And the more I go through life, the more I feel like I've got bigger reasons to feel overwhelmed by problems. Uh, Like, it's scary how vulnerable I think sometimes our minds can be. And teamed up with the world, 
Life can be a scary place, and our minds are vulnerable. And I'm, I'm a person that can tend to worry, so for me it's a personal battle, um, for sure. But yeah, I'm also someone that would say, but I know the truth. And that brings in some weird life moments where you're like, oh, but I, I know the truth, and yet this is going on. And it's the stage where you get overwhelmed, where actually it's really hard to give yourself truth. If you get to a stage where you're feeling overwhelmed, it's, it's, it's hard to do that. And John 16, says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. There's been moments where... Uh, a significant story to me uh, I was like 17 some stuff was going down it was not a fun time I remember being so distraught so upset and I remember going huh I know that God could help me <laughs> I knew he could do it but I was like I just left it to a side I didn't I didn't choose to ask God to help me even though I knew he could I just carried on in my like oh life oh. and then there was a moment and I re- the reason I remember this is because it really I don't know, just boosted my faith, no end. And I just sort of cried out to God. And in that moment, nothing changed circumstance-wise. But in that moment, I had loads of peace. I even had joy. And no joke, I was dancing for two hours. I, I was, and it's the only time it's happened in such a severe way. Like, that was a bit weird. But I remember it because it makes me go, huh, there's a choice thing here. It's totally not. And those that know me will be like, ha ha, yes. But it can't be about our emotions. It can't be about that because otherwise it doesn't weigh up. I have to choose. At some point, annoyingly, it takes me sometimes way too long. And God, I really hope and pray, God, would you help me to make that time period shorter? But it does take me some time. And it's that choosing to know, actually, if I believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, where does that sit in my life? Am I under its authority? And when I'm not, I just have to find myself there again. Because, wow, Jesus is God, and God is saying some really loving things to me here. He's saying some really amazing promises. My favorite is this, Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is a great truth. People have spoken that over me a lot. And, and I just, yeah, I'm, I'm challenged by just the nature of humankind, that we can know certain truths, but then we can, in the moment, just find ourselves going through the same motions and I guess my prayer is like okay God you I mean you already know that God you see my life Lord what was it going to take my prayer is like Lord would these truths not just sit in me like oh yeah I know the gospel oh I'm saved I'm set free but surely then it must mean it's got to go deeper in me it's got to be something where I say Lord this isn't working I've seen 10 people in the last hour who aren't on the way and I'm okay with that. that that's wrong. And I, so I just, there's a few ways I'd love us to respond. Um, in fact, if Bam could come up, that'd be great. And why don't, why don't we just stand together, if you're able? Let's stand. Um, and there's just a few ways that I'd love to encourage us to respond right now. I'd love to 
yeah, maybe if, if any of us here are thinking, do you know what, I, maybe it's for the first time, maybe you've been wondering, you're like, I just need to know that when I die, I am going to heaven. Now, I have that full assurance, which gives me peace. I know that when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. And if you're like, actually, do you know what, I'm not sure. That makes me nervous thinking about that. Then we'd love to have people pray for you because actually Jesus is the way and we can know that we're going to be with the Father. So if that's you, make sure you, you get prayed for. Another thing was, oh, Holy Spirit, just in what I've said, would you help me to understand the gospel deeper? Because clearly what I've got going on right now isn't always doing it. <laughs> Lord, Holy Spirit, would you go in me in a deeper way, which actually causes me to have your heart. So when I see those that are lost and not on the way to you, that my heart generally goes, ha, huh, I need to talk to you about Jesus. You're going to be going to hell or you're not going to be going to heaven. And that is heartbreaking. Right now, often, that does not break my heart. So God, would you come and break our hearts? And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you care about my state. I thank you that you don't want me to be troubled or anxious, that you've come to set me free, and that you are the way, the truth, and the life.